No voice again this week. Sorry, everybody. There's no one good to imitate as of right now. I'm sure someone will come along sooner or later. But once again, we are going to be talking about Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Star Wars. We're going to be talking about all the news. And at the end of the episode, uh, I'm not sure if, if you, you remember <laughs> this, Tommy, but uh, you did agree to do basically a play-by-play of that scene, that scene, from the boys. So I may uh, or may not have it pulled up on my computer. <laughs> I cannot wait for that, but that's going to be full spoilers. We'll wait till the end of the episode to do that. So uh, everybody, get excited for the Infinity Watch Podcast. I can think about is that scene from the boys now and <laughs> it's stuck in my head so yeah if you want to want to check that out just wait till the end of this episode yes and i have some the boys news as well for the news Ooh, section okay yeah, very well, exciting that being said welcome to the infinity watch podcast this is season three episode eight my name is tommy i'm here with my non- impersonating co-host Eric. I had nothing this week. I was, usually I base it off of whatever you say at the beginning, and I got nothing. <laughs> got nothing. Yeah, yeah the, the intros have been less exciting, uh, but, they'll, but we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll find a good... There's really nothing I'll, that's I'll not like racially insensitive. And that's exactly like, the thing. You're no, you are not about to catch your boy sleeping trying to do a Pakistani accent. On a podcast, <laughs> you could like be like one of like the racist like uh, occupying soldiers from Britain at the beginning. Like, exactly, blimey, get out of that cave! Oh, that's Australian. See, I just I can't even do it. See, see, I'm see Australian's fine. There's nothing. There's nothing racially weird about a white guy doing an Australian accent, British accent, etc., etc. But you are. Uh, you're not going to do me the same way they did the guy who voices uh, Apu on The Simpsons. Yeah. So, or Hank or Azaria, Ab- right? Isn't that Hank Azaria? Yeah, I think so. Well, it used to be. It's right. not anymore. Right, right and, right. and rightfully so. Let me be very clear. Probably rightfully so. Um, I mean, I don't think that guy had any ill intentions in his heart. But, uh, but you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. I, I think they solved that the correct way. Yeah, absolutely. And it was great that, uh, you know, I was over at your house the other day. We were watching The Love Guru, and we were talking about that, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me correct myself. I, I, I don't think – I think I was thinking maybe of Cleveland – they changed the voice of Cleveland Brown on the uh, I think they did a family as well. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I can't remember. There was, there was controversy about that. I know. There definitely was controversy. Was Cleveland um, played by uh, Seth MacFarlane? No, but it was a it was a white guy. Man, those it's it's like a it's like a weird thing. There's definitely like a lot of uh situations like that where it's just like, ooh. It it definitely is weird. I definitely don't think anybody was intentionally doing like any casting with ill intent. But right. I also think if you are creating like a character of a certain race, 
probably just cast someone of that race. Like if, right. if at all possible, <laughs> just, just do that. This is not, there are a million actors in the world who can, who can handle these parts. Absolutely. Uh, you know, keep it authentic. That's what I say. Hot take. Boom. <laughs> this is what you're here for on the Infinity Watch podcast. Yeah, this is, yeah. But you're also here for Miss Marvel episode three. Um, will I be disappointed? Am I already? We'll find mm, out. Um, but before we jump into it, let's talk about the news. There's a bunch of stuff going on. First of all, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Man is streaming at Disney Plus today. Oh, that's huge. So that's super exciting. Um, so if you haven't watched that, you can now watch it again. And so there's all these, you know, if there's, if you haven't watched it and you haven't somehow been spoiled, you're about to be. So I would suggest getting on that. But if you're listening to this podcast, you've definitely seen it. So unless you're my brother. Um, (laughs) but moving on from that, Eric, I'm sure you saw this. Apparently Cameron, uh, Monaghan is now being rumored for a live action series focusing on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, so I made the prediction that he was going to show up in the Obi-Wan show. Jesus Christ, my dog is ripping stuff out of the wall because she's tripping over it. Oh, my God. Um, uh, okay, so, <laughs> so... Deep breath, deep breath. Yeah. It's getting hot over there. Yeah, so I, I thought he was going to show up in the Obi-Wan show. I have not watched the last episode yet, but I, I'm sure I would have seen it if he did. So I'm, I, I don't think he did. But yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they used his exact likeness in the video game. It's it's only makes sense to um, do a show with him. Uh, he's he's fine as a character. He's fine. Did they have to pay him for that? I'm assuming. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he did like, like motion capture and everything, oh, and voice okay. work. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a great gig. Yeah, yeah. use my yeah, likeness. If you want to make a show too, give me some of that Disney money. Hell yeah. Interesting. So yeah, those rumors are turning out to be true, and maybe uh, he'll pop up, because a lot of people are saying that it's very possible he'll show up in Obi-Wan Kenobi, since it happens at the same time-ish. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. This was the last episode today. Oh, and it's the last he, one. Okay. Yeah, this is the last one, and, and I don't think he was in it. Dang. That was my prediction, but yeah, I think I was wrong. Calvcast is Obi-Wan. I'm just checking. Let's there see. was, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure. Yeah. Because there was another cameo that I will not spoil in, uh, in Obi-Wan, which uh, has the internet a-buzzing. That's the big one that everybody's talking about. Alrighty. Well, I'll have to check that out just for just that one moment. I've just been, I've watched <laughs> yes. part of one episode. I kind of scrubbed through a little bit, and I'm like, ooh, Darth Vader's back. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. But, um... <laughs> A lot of times, as you know, I, I pull out articles just so that I can just point out how stupid they are. This one's kind of like that. It says, Craven the Hunter star Aaron Taylor Johnson confirms major departure from the comic books. Then why even make the movie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's Sony. I just don't understand. <laughs> like, first of all, no one's asked for this. But... If you're going to make a Craven the Hunter movie, you might want to make it about the actual... Like, just make a movie about someone else. I, don't, I just don't even understand it at this point, what they're doing. Um, no. I, I don't think anyone does. I don't, I don't even think the people making these decisions at Sony understand what they're doing. It, I'm assuming they have to pay Marvel 
some kickbacks for using their characters. I mean, I get they have licenses and stuff. I don't. I guess they've already paid for it. I don't know. I don't really understand yeah. any of this. It doesn't really make any sense. Um, but uh, apparently, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, was talking to Variety, and this is what he said. He said, one of Marvel's most iconic, notorious anti-heroes... Everyone's an anti-hero at this point, by the way. Yeah, um, nobody can be... Spider-Man's number one rival, also not true. Um, he went on to say he found it refreshing that the character was, quote, not an alien or a wizard. He's just a hunter, a human with conviction, an animal lover, and a protector of the natural world. He's wow. a very, very cool character. And it was shot I mean, he, entirely on location. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> he's a human with conviction who also has, like, magical jungle powers, though. Yeah. It's not like you he's know, just, like, a normal guy. <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand. It's just a uh, major departure. Then just make a different movie. I just, yeah. Okay. So. Just make Ace Ventura 3. Yeah. That would be a much better movie. I would so much rather see that. Let's talk about movies that, uh, you know, are no, no longer as PC as when they came out. Is that one bad? I have not. Uh, I have not gone the, back to it. I'm sure there are problematic elements. The uh, <laughs> the first one, the first one, like the uh, the twist is that um, the guy is That's transgender. Right. That's just, right. <laughs> lots of stuff are a little bit. <laughs> That's off right. It. But uh, I don't know. You know, it's all oh, about. Man. For me, I always look at things through the lens in which they're created. I I, I read sure. a lot of stuff that is definitely not. PC anymore, and I watch a lot of stuff that's not PC anymore. But like, you just have to, you have to be like, hey, this was made at a time in which that was acceptable, and I understand why it was and why it isn't now. So yeah, I, I really think since those words left my mouth, I would do anything to see an Ace Ventura versus Craven the Hunter movie. Just to, just oh, that would be, be hilarious. The crossover. It would be hilarious. Oh my gosh! Because Craven, you have to make Craven the Hunter like very serious. Yeah. And then Ace Ventura is, of course, Ace Ventura, and that would just, I would, I would watch that. <laughs> there's, there's to this a, other movie. Yeah, there's a free idea for you, Sony. It's better than anything you've shat out in the past five years, probably. A major departure from the comics. Um, <laughs> all right, that'd be a fucking departure. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, but it'd actually be a good one. Um, so in Avengers Endgame, um, Catherine Langford, she was uh, an actress. She was in uh, 13 Reasons Why and Knives Out. Um, she actually filmed a, a scene for that movie, Avengers Endgame, um, and she was basically playing an older Morgan Stark. And so I think after uh, Tony snapped... You know, at the end, he kind of pops up in that, like, soul realm that we saw in Infinity War, and he talks to an older Morgan Stark, you know, his daughter. Um, but it ended up getting cut because it just doesn't really flow with the whole movie. But I guess there's rumors uh, that she's going to have another MCU role, not as that character, uh, in something else. So. Oh, wow. What a lucky break for her, then. Yeah. I mean, that's he, huge. She would have got stuck with probably just that one scene and maybe just like a background part and yeah, armor Man, wars. I would love it. Give me, give me some uh, MCU roles. I'll take any of them. Oh, for sure. No, like, for oh, sure. But... Sounds great. Whatever you got. <laughs> no, for sure. Same. So, um, this one was interesting to me. Uh, Leia Seydoux, who was in the last uh, couple James Bond movies. 
Um, she joins the cast of Dune Part 2 as Lady Margot Fenring, who I have no idea. Oh. I can't remember who she is. She's like barely in the book. That she... is uh, Lord Fenring's wife. Right, right. And so yeah. um, they're saying that she's going to play Lady Margot, and they're expecting her role to be expanded in the sequel as compared to what's in the book. So mm, I wonder if she will uh, be as devious as her husband is portrayed in the books. We will have to wait and see until October 20th of next year. Yeah. It's a long time, but man, I'm ready for it. It seems like they're making that movie definitely, uh, it might dip into Dune Messiah a little bit is my guess. I love it. Good. Because, Good. Yeah. The, the more Dune movies, the more... I loved that Dune movie before I even read the book. And now I think I love it even more after I've read the book, which is rare, I feel like. But uh, what a great movie. Oh, yeah. my God. It was so good. There's, there's so much going on in it. Um, I'm shocked that we're still getting a part two. Um, I'm so glad. And that Denis Villeneuve is directing it. That was my main concern yes. as well because yes. he's so good. So. Yeah, I can't wait to watch those back-to-back one day. Oh, yeah. Man, that'd be a long day, but it'd be sweet. Yeah. All right, that's what I got. What do you got for today? All right, so um, <laughs> apparently Chris Hemsworth, you know, he's doing all the Thor press right now, so everybody's asking, like, are you just going to play Thor forever? And he seems to still be super down, and he specifically said that he specifically wants to play Thor in Deadpool 3, um, primarily for the reason just to annoy Hugh Jackman, <laughs> which oh is, uh, I love that. I think the, he definitely should do it. Why not? Does that have something to do with like how many times he's been in movies or something? Or is it just because Hugh Jackman and um, Ryan uh, Reynolds have like their little thing? I think it's because they have their little thing, and and it's probably... I mean, they could definitely put him in the movie, but it might be kind of weird to put Wolverine in a movie that's in the MCU that didn't used to be in the MCU. It might just be too confused. Like, it might be off the table just because it's too confusing. That movie, Um, I'm still, like... I feel like it has so much potential now that Deadpool's in the MCU. Yes, agree. To just be wild and crazy and meta in the best way possible. Yes. I, uh, I really can't wait. That's going to be fantastic. Um, I also have, this is pretty obvious, but apparently everybody in the world wants, an, uh, wants season two of Obi-Wan, including Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, like, hey, uh, pay me to be like the lead actor and executive producer in something again. Yeah. Right. Of right. Um, I don't feel like we need it. I didn't feel like we needed this uh, season, to be honest. But they'll probably make it. So I, mean, uh, I don't mean to be that person, but I mean you just described half of the Star Wars content they've made so far. Well, to be fair, it's half of all content in in entertainment, <laughs> probably. Yeah. I guess, but, like uh, my trouble yeah. is that, like, like most enter- you're right. Most entertainment's like that, but like at least like. With the Marvel stuff, they're they're pushing forward in time. Like you know, we get like Black Widow and stuff like that, but like it's not like defining things. Uh, but I just feel like so much of like the shows 
And a couple of the movies are just like retreading in between the small gaps that we have between movies that we've already seen. Yes, yes. We don't need to that. see every fucking second that happened for every character in between the movies. It's I, I was over it years ago. Less is more when it's like you sometimes you like want some of that ambiguity of like what the past was like. Yes. Right? Like that's why I'm so stoked for like the acolyte should be good. There should be no connection to Skywalker shit. Right. Whatever Taika Waititi's doing should be great. Um, all, all the High Republic stuff, I thought the novels have been pretty underwhelming, but like, just make a really good show with that, those characters. Just don't, just get away from the Skywalker saga. It is, you are beating a massacred horse at this point. Yeah. Like, like I'm being, I'm being completely genuine when I say like, I know you hated Rogue One and I enjoyed it, but I haven't gone back and watched that movie, but I, I enjoyed it enough, but you could tell it's like, man, you're just really, really stretching this thin. And there was like a few cool moments in there, but that does not justify that whole movie existing. Um, totally. You know, it's like, I love, you know, some people love it. Some people hate it. I love like the last five minutes of it. Like, I love that shit. But, like, yeah. that's really all I needed for the most part. And then I'm good. Because everything else, it just, like, I don't know. It just starts to poke holes into what I already consider to be great. Yeah. Um, like, how come yeah. none of the other dudes in the Empire have the cool white outfit with the cape, you know, and all the other movies? You know, it's like all these stupid little things. My brain starts kicking around. Um, it just Yeah. It's just weird. It's, uh... Yeah, it's insanity, and I've, I'm pretty sure I've said it on this podcast, but if I haven't, I will say it, and if I have, I'll say it again. The best Star Wars content that exists in, that is like a video form, are the cinematics for Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, there are YouTube channels that have like strung them all together, so it's just like 45 minutes of the best Star Wars fights you've ever seen, um... They are amazing. The, the animation, it's like realistic CGI, I guess. Um, it's, uh, it's incredible. If, if you are even kind of a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen the Old Republic uh, cinematics, go search those immediately. Eric, I think you pronounced the Phantom Menace wrong. The Phantom Menace? Hell yeah. Yeah, touche. That is, that is you, peak Star Wars. I'll tell you what. In the scene in Obi-Wan, spoilers, uh, where the double lightsaber makes a comeback, um, I, gig <laughs> yeah, yeah. I giggled like a small child, and I was like, I want that. Yeah, the double lightsabers are uh, Duel of are the amazing. Fates will always, to me, remain my favorite Star Wars lightsaber fight. It's, it's incredible. It, it, it is incredible. The music, the scene... As a choreographer, I love it. For all the shit the prequels get, they did so much. They added so much essential, uh, like set pieces to Star Wars, um, or they added so many of them. Like, uh, yeah, I mean the the prequels were too ambitious for their own good and weren't great, but right. they were great in terms of building out the Star Wars universe. I think. I think um, if, I, if I watch a Star Wars movie, movie, which I don't do often, it's either going to be The Phantom Menace or Empire Strikes Back. Those are the ones I watch. Yeah? Those are my faves. 
That's fair. That's fair. Which are wildly different, but I, and I know it's like half of it. I'm just like injecting nostalgia right into my arm because totally. I saw totally. Phantom Menace for my birthday when it came yep. out. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think I saw it three times, which is I don't know how I convinced my parents to do that. Um, <laughs> and my brother and I both had uh, Darth Maul lightsabers that I think they mysteriously disappeared, which means my parents threw them out when we weren't looking. Um, <laughs> but man, I love that shit. It's the best. Yeah, there need to be more different lightsabers, but not helicopter spinny ones because those yes. are lame. <laughs> it is so funny. Like I downloaded uh, the Phantom Menace on iTunes or whatever. I had watched The Phantom Menace on VHS so many times as a child that there are like little five second or less moments that George Lucas added after the theatrical release. But every time I watch it now, I'm like, that was an added part. Yeah, like that's part. weird. That yeah. was an added part. Like all throughout it, it's so weird. It takes me out of the movie every time because I'm like, that wasn't in it. This part's longer. <laughs> it's like so weird. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Stop fucking with your movies, directors. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised the MCU hasn't started to do that a little bit. Same, same. Because it would be uh, a lot easier and probably better, actually. I, think I agree. I, I agree. I agree. I think George Lucas just took it too far. I think in moderation, that can be cool to tie a story together over, like, if it's told over 15 years. Like, the... Phase one of the MCU basically was, I guess, closer to ten years. But hey, if um, you have enough fuck you money to basically make an entire CGI alien music video and add it into your film, then why not? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess touche. I remember being so confused as a small child seeing that. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling things. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, we the last on. piece. The last piece <laughs> of news I have is the boys news so we are going to be talking about the wildest scene in television history at the end of this episode but it looks like the boys is going to try to outdo even that what because the next the next episode is titled herogasm and they are hyping this up to an unbelievable extent where they're saying <laughs> this, like they posted a teaser of basically nothing saying this is the only footage legal would approve to show you ahead of time. And then there is a content warning on this episode, which there wasn't, there wasn't for one the for the episode. last one. That was there was not one for the last one. Here's, here's the content warning. This, op- this episode will feature a massive soup orgy, airborne penetration, dildo-based maiming, extra-strength lube, icicle phalluses, and cursing, and it is not suitable for any audience. (laughs) What the fuck? Jeff Bezos must love this show or something, otherwise I don't know why they're still allowed to make it. It's. I'm so, so glad they are, because it's so good, and I think that, like... I love that there's a show like this that is actually, like, every show acts like they're pushing boundaries. The boys is pushing fucking boundaries. Yes, like, that is one thing I'll 100% agree. <laughs> I'm still like, pissed that uh, they're talking up Moon Knight about how violent it was, and then, like, Doctor oh Strange was more violent. Yeah, yeah, There, there has never been more a show that has found the line and leaped over it than, than the boys has. 
So for those that are going to stay until the end of the episode, what I've decided I want to do is I'm just going to play this scene out and in the most monotone voice possible, I'm just going to describe what's happening. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do. I don't, I've I never seen it. any episodes of this show. Eric just told me to watch this one part, and <laughs> it's giving it's, me nightmares. It's incredible. And I, I did want to say, when we were talking about how like there's no... like like Everybody has to be an anti-hero. I think one of the best villains ever is Homelander from The Boys. I mean, he is... Truly a psycho, truly just pure evil. Um, there is no anti-hero about him at all. He is, he is, other than the fact that he pretends to be a hero in, in the universe of the boys. But he is clearly pure evil, and I fucking love it. That's the way evil characters need to be. What a great show. Damn. Well, there you have it. Wait until the end of this episode. Yes, stay tuned. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, Miss Marvel, episode yes. three. Let's get into it. Um, so it opens up in, a, what was it, 1942, somewhere along those lines. Yeah, somewhere um, around there. Basically, uh, English-occupied India, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or Great Britain, I guess is a better explanation. Um and we basically see a group of people in a cave trying to find the bangle. And yeah. one of those people is Haram.comron's mom. <laughs> I'll never get yeah. sick of saying that. That's so um, good. And so I think it's her that like basically like rips up this arm that is blue. Yes. Blue fucking arm. And I'm like, sweet, it's the Cree. Oh, yeah, in humans. Um, <laughs> she takes it off, and, and I guess there's two of them that are needed, or they're looking for them. I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Um, yeah. And then basically, um, another woman comes in who we find out is Kamala's great grandmother, right? Yes. It's one great, Aisha. right? Aisha, yes. yeah. And so, like, She's like, we'll just have to do with one. And then, like, the British are like, oi, get out of that cave. You know, they're Australian. <laughs> and, um, and they basically have to get out. They're all standing there. It's like the cave's collapsing, which I thought was a little bit funny because I'm like, man, you might want to, like, get to the side of a wall there or something. Um, but basically, they zoom up at one point, and the ground of the cave is the fucking Ten Rings. Yes. Dude, what the fuck? Yes, I loved it. This whole scene, I was like, well, "Are the are they like Eternals? Like, what's the deal?" Yeah, and then it, uh, yeah, and then it scrolled up and showed the ten rings. And I just now put it together. They're talking about, oh, we're from a different dimension, from a different dimension, um, which they reveal in in a later scene in this episode. Could they possibly be from? Um, oh, what's the city in Shang Chi? Uh, Shao, uh, Shao Lu, uh, I'm, I got nothing. I'm not sure, but, but maybe, uh, like Shang-Chi's, uh, like mom's city or something. I, I don't know. See, it's weird because like when Kamala put that bangle on, it seemed like she kind of like went to that other dimension. You saw like those dark faces yeah, with the glowing yeah, yeah. eyes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> oh god 
Oh, jeez. Oh, man. How <laughs> apropos. <laughs> oh. I'm glad I'm the one sneezing. Um, but yeah, okay, so on one hand, I'm like, wow, this is kind of wild. And on the other hand, crushing disappointment that they're not inhuman. Okay, I don't, I, uh, I don't think you, I still think they're inhuman. I will explain. Oh, really? Well, we can just, we can just jump around if you want, but, um, to be or not to be inhuman, because throughout the episode, they're called clandestines, which is like a deep fucking cut Marvel comic. Um, and they're called the clandestine because all of their last names are destine. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I don't think you ever want to be referred to as the clan of anything. Oh, right. <laughs> but, yeah. But... I mean, let's see. This was uh, created. <laughs> oh, it was created in the 90s. So they were just mm. stupid. Is really. <laughs> I was like, maybe, I don't know. There really wasn't a time when the clan didn't exist in modern America. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's very, very loosely based and altered. Uh, so it seems like they just kind of use the name. Um, but that being said, um, they also, you know, kind of call themselves the Jin. I guess, is what they've been referred yes. to, uh, which, you know, it's also like genies, stuff like that. Yeah. But like Jin uh, have also kind of had a blue appearance, right? As, yes. And so yes. I thought that the body was Cree, but it seems like that might not be the case. Potentially, but I guess as we know from in the Marvel universe, like these things that humans have turned into myths are often, um, you know, it's like the magic is really just advanced science in the Marvel universe. Most of the time, most right. of the time. Um, so, so I wonder if like, maybe, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if like we can have our cake and eat it too, basically. Like, I think that maybe they, see themselves as jinn like they're like oh we've been called by so many names it's like well the newest one you're about to be called by is inhuman that was that was all i could think yeah is like probably what's gonna happen is and this is not my theory unfortunately i think i would have gotten there if i hadn't have immediately seen it on reddit but i think this is very likely is what's gonna happen at the end of this series um kamala's bracelet I mean, there's going to be a big fight, and there's going to be a big power-up, and her bracelet's going to explode, and it's going to basically put a wave of energy across the world, and it's going to wake up all the jinn, of which there will be thousands or millions, and those are going to be the Inhumans. Damn, I wish that was true, but I'm just so pessimistic. I think something like that is very likely, but we will see. We will see. All right, let's step through it a little bit, just because I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. Um, so I think they're all talking to Kamala in like this house. They're basically like, we need your bangle because we are exiled from another dimension. And the only way to get back is the bangle. And my first thought is, why are they just asking for it and not just taking it? Like, this is just like a little like teenage girl. Um, because Kamran is is actually 17 years old, but the rest of them are like super fucking old because yes. the light inside them, whatever you want to call it. Yes. The newer, the newer, um, you know, it, it 
basically helps them live a long time. And this is why I'm starting to not think they're in humans, just because they all look pretty normal. None of them have super fantastical powers. They all just kind of seem like they're super strong, um, and they don't age. And um, I don't know. It just like seemed weird to me. But then um, Kamala never asks why they were exiled in the first place. Yeah, that's a rookie move. And I'm like, if you're exiled from someplace, it's usually not for a good reason. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, I can see where this is going. Evil city. Um, and so, but it, it did throw me for a twist. I'll say that. So, um, so they basically tell her like, we need this bangle. It might help us return to our own dimension. They ask for Kamala's help and she was like, "Mm, let me think about it. And, um, basically she's like, Hey Bruno, do you know anything about interdimensional travel? And... I was like, oh, geez, here we go. And then he's read something by uh, some papers or a book by Dr. Selvig. Yeah. And very quickly is able to like be like, hey, if you try to help these people get back to their dimension, it might like kill a bunch of people on Earth or something. Yeah. So that is, so I wonder if it would create, um, what's it called, an incursion? Yeah, that's very possible. Very I wonder if that's what he was uh, getting at there. I also, I, I, there was a very funny, I don't know if it was very funny, but it made me laugh pretty hard where she was trying to explain to him. She's like, I'm a gin. And he goes, and tonic? tonic, yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. That, uh, that one got me. That one got me good. Um, the whole time I was just thinking like, damn, this guy just got like early admittance to Caltech. He should be in like Avengers tech or something. Homie's yes. figuring out interdimensional travel stuff like while he's working at a knockoff 7-Eleven. Yeah, that kid and actor have the strongest Peter Parker vibes. Like, he is... He could have easily been Peter Parker if Tom Holland was not, I think. Oh, yeah, he, very similar. Th- this dude is so spidey, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Though he always kind of has like a little bit of an evil look to him, to me, for some reason. You think so? I don't know what it is, but, like, all of his actions speak otherwise, for the most part. I don't know. Yeah. He just looks a little rough. Um, oh, I don't know. You might... That might be a... I could see that panning out. I could see that prediction panning out. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and so then, like... Okay, everything's going on. Like, her brother's getting married soon, so everything's crazy. Um, and Kamran, like, texts her, uh, and... She's just like, I just need some more time. And the entire time I'm thinking, like, these people have been alive for, like, 100 years, right? And you got your, like, 17-year-old half-gin son texting this girl. And she's like, I'll need more time to let you get back to your world. It's just like, I was like, man, they would have killed her by now, right? Just, like, <laughs> pull a gun out and kill someone. Because this is, this is what this, uh, I've had this problem with a lot of movies where it's, Everyone that has, like, superpowers or something, they all use non-projectile-based weapons when it makes no sense. Yep, yep, yep. Just, just buy a Someone, gun. Someone, like, I love... You know what fucking country you live in? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, just like, buy can, a gun. You can go literally anywhere and get one. There was one thing I loved about <laughs> Moon Knight was when Arthur Hero just pulled a gun out and shot him. Yes. <laughs> it's the first yeah, sensible classic. thing anyone could have done. Um, and so... We'll get to that a little bit later, though. And so Kamran, Haram.Kamran is like, okay, we can wait for you to 
get my weird old family back. Um, but then the other woman, his I, I think it's his mom, right? Is that his mom? Najma? Yeah. Or whatever yeah, her yeah. name is. She's like, uh, no, we're going to go take it from her, uh, no matter what. Yeah, she went full evil very quickly. Which is like, just go full evil at the start. Like, just, you know, I don't know. Right, right. If you've been trying to find a way back home from that lo- for that long, I think you would just do that. I don't know. She Clearly, all those people are not super nice to begin with, because they all went full evil pretty damn quick. Um, but whatever. Um, so... Amir and Taisha are getting married. So we got the whole scene with, with their wedding, right? Yes. And their their wedding band is named Brown Jovi. Amazing. Made me laugh. Yeah, I love that. I the whole wedding sequence with like all like the cultural stuff, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, same. You know, lots good. of cool dances and things and you know, all positive. Um <laughs> but halfway through, basically Haram.com, Ron. Um, of course, he comes in and he kind of crashes the wedding right as Bruno and Kamala are, are, are supposed to start dancing. Oh, I know. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. Real, I real from a boy. And he just like pulls her away, and Bruno's like, WTF, man. Yeah. I had a and he's like, chill out, Brian. Right. <laughs> right. But Kamran is actually good. He's actually yeah, he like, he's like, hey, they're going to come like hurt people. Um, which spoiler alert? He's not as good in the comics, I would say. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, that was kind of interesting. He's like basically like, "Hey, you got to get everyone out of here because clandestine is going to arrive." Um, and man, I hate that name. Um, <laughs> and so the clan destine. Um, and so Kamala decides to pull the fire alarm and get everyone out of there. And Amir has the most reasonable response, which is, oh, no, the money. And he runs and goes and grabs the wedding <laughs> yeah. money, which is exactly what I would have done. Yeah, um, you don't want to see that burnt up. Right. But basically, everyone runs out of there. Um, and the clandestine um, basically come, and they all have like these like weird kind of weapons. One's like a weird-looking like axe hammer. One's like a little whip a kind of nunchuck kind of deal. Um, and basically, it's like Kamala, Kamran, and Bruno are kind of like running away slash fighting the clandestine um, because they're trying to take the bangle away, right? Um, I don't know. For some reason, this whole thing, this whole sequence, it just was like kind of like meh for me just because I'm just like, damn. Oh, dang. Like, some of the fighting was cool, but I'm just like, someone just pull out a gun and like it shouldn't take like five five, six adults or however many there were this much trouble to find a 16-year-old girl. Um, well, I mean, they found her pretty much immediately. I did love the scene in the kitchen where, like, the uh, the line cook was like, oh, hell no, and, like, they all walked out. <laughs> yeah, as soon as somebody got punched, they're like, yep, we're out. Yep, that was funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's basically ends in, like, a fight between... Um, Najma and Kamala, and she tries to use Kamala's bangle, and it like triggers a vision in like the sky of a, a, a Karachi train, which was interesting. Yeah, like, what the hell does this mean? Um, the part of this fight that really pissed me off is that uh, the Department of Damage Control agents basically arrive, um, which there's a scene we missed with them earlier, but um, 
and they're like, everyone hands up, but somehow like Kamala and Bruno are able to just kind of like walk out a side door while everyone else is just captured. And it really just seemed like the police walked in and they were just like, not looking to my left as you guys leave <laughs> the room. Um, well, to, to be fair, there was a group of six adults with weapons. <laughs> yeah. It just <laughs> so like, probably... to me, just felt a little sketch how easily they yeah, were able I to mean, just kind of yeah, slip away. I get it. But, uh, but I, I let that one slide. Yeah, you got to. You got to. I guess yeah. we missed a scene earlier where the, the Department of Damage Control show up at the mosque and they basically want to look around. Uh, oh, but, yeah. Very disrespectful. Right. And then uh, Nakia and then the, um, the main guy there are just like, nah. And there's a really funny line where, where Nakia is saying that they can't come in without a warrant. And she's like, where did you get your law degree? And she's like, mostly law and order reruns, but I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> that shit yeah. was funny. That was good, and she was. Um, and so I guess like Bruno, I think Kamran too, and Kamala escape. But then when Bruno and Kamala are getting out of the building, um, Nakia sees Kamala using her powers. Yes, which and by which by the way, I mean I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you hadn't seen the episode, but yep. if for some reason you haven't. Bruno got pretty fucked up during the fight because he came back into the building and um, and kind of saved. Um, come on, oh my god! I get I get so fucked up between Kamala and Kamala because of yep. our vice president. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um. But uh. But yeah, he he like he saves her by throwing some kind of tin. Um. At like the bad yeah, they were guys. like throwing presents at them. They were throwing all kinds of things at the yeah. bad guys. But then he gets fucked up. He yeah, gets it looks like, like his arm is like broken or something. Yeah. So that, so that is why. I mean, he's getting like carried out of the uh, of the building. Right. Right. Um. And so <laughs> the 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 least believable part of this entire episode is what happens next. Um. Well, after, you know, Kamala runs away because Bruno's like, you got to go. You got to go. They're coming after you. And he's basically like to to, uh, Nakia, he's like, I'll explain everything to you, whatever. But then, okay. So some people, they're like, I think I saw Kamala pull the fire alarm. But then other people are like, oh, you can't even see, blah, blah, blah. Everyone got out of the, the, the wedding venue for the most part, except Kamala. You could maybe throw Bruno in there. But for the most part, it was just the two of them. Um, and then Kamala's just missing for a bit and then just shows up at home. And her mom's like, or well, both of her, everyone's like, where have you been? And she's just like, I just can't tell you. And at this <laughs> point, we're not putting two and two together, folks. I just, I just can't. I, I'm trying to imagine my own life where, I, where that happens and then I don't show up and it's just like, what do you mean you can't tell me? This makes no sense at all. And it's just her parents' reaction to her coming home then, I was just like, what? This, this, this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, for parents as strict as we know them to be, right? there's, there's no way that would be the reaction unless her mom does know. Because her mom is also a djinn. Right, right. So, yeah. so her maybe mom her mom does have a, an idea. Right. And I think I also forgot to mention that earlier on, it uh, 
there was a package delivered that Bruno sent to Kamala of like a, a face mask that he made for her. Oh, I feel like maybe I missed that. Yeah, yeah. So he he nice. sent it. He I think he dropped it off at the house uh, because he wasn't able to come to whatever it was that he needed to come to. He couldn't get off his shift or whatever. Mm. And it and is. And Nakia gave her the iconic scarf in right. this episode. Gave it back to her, I guess, technically. But they made a big deal about it. Yeah, I think he's like, oh, hey, by the way, like you're trending. And then like later on, when when Kamala gets home, right. she's like, Bruno left this for you, and it's. Um, it's the box with like her, you know, little mask that covers her eyes up. And she's actually nice. looking at that box when she's at the mosque and she talks to, um, the guy that leads that. I don't know what the term is for like, yeah, I, I don't uh, the imam, I believe, right. The imam. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And, um, apologies for not knowing that. Um, but he, she's like trying to ask him about, herself and they have this conversation and, and he says to her I thought it was really good he's like good is not something that you are it's something that you do and I really liked that line because he seemed kind of supportive of the fact that you know there was someone out there that was trying to help and and she's like it yeah. seems like you know maybe it's causing more problems and he's like I don't think the little boy that was saved yesterday would say the same thing yeah very uh that's the kind of shit religious leaders are like supposed to be like. Right, wise and <laughs> that's, positive. That's, they yeah. so rarely are. Yep. If only they were like the movies. But yeah, I love that little scene there. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, same. But yeah, basically like after her parents don't give a shit that she was just missing, you know, from the fire alarm wedding that basically ended in shambles, which man, what a shitty thing to happen at your wedding. Um, she's like laying in a bed and her grandma... Sana basically like FaceTimes her and she's like, not right now, Sana. And she's like, you and your mom need to come to Karachi. And she's like, you saw the train too. So she saw the same vision of the Karachi train as Kamala for whatever reason. My guess is because she has a bangle as well. Mm, uh, yeah. But she's, she's insisting that Kamala and her mom come to Karachi, but her mom also doesn't come to America really for any reason whatsoever. She didn't come to her daughter's wedding. She didn't come to her, her grandson's wedding. Yeah. So there's something weird going on there, but she's saying Muniba and Kamala need to come visit her in Karachi, and that's where it ends. Yeah. I'm still very intrigued by this mystery. Yes, it is. It's, it's interesting. I'm going to be interested to see how they kind of like let it play out um though i'm i'm at this point saying i don't think any inhuman involvement is going to happen okay i and think that is a disappointing be... prediction on my part yeah i think there will be but it might not be like i'm i mean it will likely be different from tr traditional comic book inhumans but um but yeah, I think I think it's still very very possible. It is interesting because I just feel like they have a lot of there's like a problem in which like now we have to introduce the X-Men and mutants, right? And so that's what makes me think they might lean away from yeah, the humans, yeah. but we also yep. just got Black Bolt. And so like is that like a concession right. to people that like the Inhumans as like, "Hey, here's your taste of some of the Inhumans. There you go." 
or is at the start of like, hey, this is some inhuman stuff. Maybe we'll get more. I don't know. I, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that as well. And so, you know, it's interesting because we're about to introduce Fantastic Four and at some point need to introduce mutants in the MCU as opposed to just Professor X, right? Um, because Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, you know, were not mutants in the MCU in any way. And I mean, you could retcon that, I guess. Not yet. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> it is weird because yeah, they did yet. go quite into the detail of how she got her powers in WandaVision. So I'd be interested to see how they do that. But yeah, it makes me think that maybe the Inhuman stuff maybe won't get mentioned. But at the same time, if, like you were saying, there could be some type of Terrigen cloud, something like this, um, that could also open up the books for just like having a lot of enhanced people and not having to explain it. Yeah, very true. But mutants could do that too. And then like, it's like you want every enhanced person to be an inhuman. I don't know. It just opens up a lot of questions. Yeah, it is weird because in the Marvel comic books, well, I think what I certainly assumed, and I still wouldn't be shocked if they did this, but I assumed the way they would do mutants is have Wanda just be like, there's mutants now, similar to the normal mutants thing. Yeah, absolutely. But then if she does that, then there's going to be like, there's mutants now, and that's like a quarter of the population, and then also... There's a Terrigen cloud that goes across the world, and that's like another quarter of the population, and they're like, Damn, both this basically is really the same. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're both basically the same, but they're also not at all. Like, yeah, it is weird because especially with the X Men, like those comic books were always very self-contained within their own X Men corner. Definitely, definitely. And so it does kind of create a weird little, I don't know, just kind of. When, when you bring it into the MCU, it's like, how do you justify that? And then do the Inhumans. I don't think they're going to try to do the Inhumans, is my guess. Um, maybe if they didn't have the X-Men rights, then they would have. But um, it seems like that was always not a Kevin Feige thing from what I've read. You know, with like the ABC ah, show okay. and the Inhumans movie that was supposed to happen before Endgame. I think that was an Ike Perlmutter decision. Interesting. So... We'll see. I love the Inhumans. I'm glad we got Black Bolt. But uh, I would love to be wrong. So, Yeah, I, I guess we will see. I, I'm excited to find out. Was not expecting a Ten Rings call out today. No, no. By the way, I looked it up. The magical city is called Talo. Talo. Okay. Yes, Talo. So I wonder if they are citizens of Talo and they've been exiled. Yeah, which is interesting because at the end... At the end of Shang-Chi and what, that after credit scene, like, weren't, there was like a weird beacon going out, right? After everything that happened. And so it's like, what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. It seems very alien and strange. And so it's like, how do you tie all these things together? You got like a Captain Marvel, um, you got the Jin stuff, you got the Ten Rings. Um, it all feels very alien. And then Miss Marvel is going to be in a movie with. Captain Marvel next. And so it's like, it seems like the Kree would be the common denominator there, but like Miss Marvel's powers come from the Tesseract. So I don't know. It's weird, man. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they tie it all together, or maybe they just won't. <laughs> right. Um, it's probably going to be more of that, because whenever we try to overthink any of these explanations, it's always just yeah, a quick hand wave. Yeah, way too much, yeah. And Kevin Feige <laughs> said, the more we see these movies, the more you'll understand where they're headed, which I would say, if I had to bet all my money, it's going to be Secret Wars just based off of Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, and the whole um, yeah. incursion explanation you know, that's yeah, straight that's out of likely. Secret Wars, man. So, we'll see. Indeed. All right, you ready to rate this bitch? Yeah, let's do it. All right. As you know, on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, movies, whatever it is we're watching, out of six whole Infinity Stones. Um, no halvesies. And with no halvesies, I have to give this, like, the strongest four I could possibly give. Yeah. I, I, I almost gave it a five. Um, I think my inhuman disappointment crept in a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I think really it was, it was, I just didn't quite love the villain angle and how it all played out, like the execution of it. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. like, been looking forward to meeting you. Will you help us, please? And then, like, a day later, she's like, I need some more time. They're like, killer. Um, it just felt a little haphazard. But otherwise, I this is my favorite episode so far by, oh, by like a it. long shot. And so this was nearly a five, but not quite there. If Lockjaw showed up, it would have been a six. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm interested in the mystery and where it goes next. Um, and so this kind of got me back on the train to Karachi. <clears throat> no hey. pun intended. <laughs> I love it. What do you got? Yeah, so I actually, I also was, um, I would have given this a, a strong 4.5. I'm going to go for a 5, um, just because this series is just so spidey it hurts, like in, in the best way. I mean, even to the point of her <laughs> nonsensically disappearing during disasters, just like Peter Parker always does, and everybody's like, well, where's Peter? I guess he must be yeah. hiding alone. <laughs> It's yeah, just, it reminded like me so Kent much vibes, of that. Right? Yeah. Well, she doesn't <laughs> have glasses. <laughs> oh, man. It just reminds me so much of that, which I love. I absolutely love. Um, I, I will do anything to see uh, that character and Peter Parker interact. Um, oh, my God. I hope that happens so badly. That would be just an, an incredible pairing. I would love it. Um, yeah, God, I'm just, I am, I'm really fucking loving this show so far. It's so good. So good. Yeah, it's definitely got, like, really good vibes, which is nice. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. It's like, it's, like, it sounds so weird to just be like, it's the vibes. Well, like, it is. This is just how I like to feel when I'm consuming superhero content. Just gives me all the right feels. Yeah, and and then, like, at the, I forgot to mention, at the end, there was, like, kind of the the real conversation between Kamala and Bruno about him going to Caltech and stuff. And yeah, so yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I was really hoping that she would tell her parents that she had superpowers in this episode, too. Yeah. Um, so I was I a think, little disappointed there. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure coming. It's going to have to, at least with their mom. It really felt to me like um, it's like when someone... Uh, Maybe people can't relate to this because I it, I can relate to this where it's like everyone knows like you're you're gay but you haven't come out yet, and they're like okay we're your family we're here to support you if there's anything <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah, tell yeah. us, 
And you're ah. just walking away in your glitter jacket, and you're like, there's nothing to tell. Um, <laughs> so that's what it felt like to me, and I think if she had had that conversation at the end, it would have pushed me to a five for sure. Yeah. And then the fact that she was able to go to her bedroom has really bothered me. It's like, this is crazy. Because it's like Jimmy Olsen watched Clark Kent go into a phone booth and Superman came out and, and all he yeah. said was, well, like, I didn't know two Clark? people could fit in there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. This is crazy. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I think her mom 100% knows, though. Yeah, she must. She must have an inkling. Also, shout out to the little kid at the wedding who was wearing the Hulk outfit. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, there's like a the scene where this little boy starts dancing and he's wearing the Hulk out, out, outfit that was made for Kamala. <laughs> which is I amazing. Love it. Absolutely amazing. All right, let's jump over to recommendations. Right. Um, I just finished a book right before hopping on the phone call with you. Oh. Um, and it is The Clocks by Agatha Christie, another mystery novel featuring the detective Hercule Poirot. Only this one, he kind of is in the background. Um, so that's kind of like her Sherlock Holmes character. You know, he's not like Sherlock Holmes, but her detective guy that she wrote a bunch of books about. Yeah, yeah. And this book was just really good. I blazed through it. Um, I think this one was from like 1963 or something, but I saw a friend reading it. I've already been reading Agatha Christie books, and this one's my favorite so far. Um, and I didn't see the twist coming at the end. And so it was very satisfying. I read it in like a few days. Um, so highly recommend The Clocks by Agatha Christie. I love it. Uh, I'm going to recommend a video game. It's been around for a while, but it just recently became free and it released on pretty much every platform. It is called Fall Guys. And oh, yes. it's just like an adorable, it's, it's a party game. It's, it's, like, it's like a Mario Kart. It's like people who don't play video games can easily play and enjoy this game. Um, I mean, it's hard to even describe. It's basically a game of like four or five mini games, but all you can do really is run and jump. And you're just trying to complete tasks or, or run a race or do whatever. It's got an amazing aesthetic. It's got really fun music. Um, so much fun. It is now cross-play. It's free to download. Um, it's, it's really hard to describe. I mean, look up a video of it if you're interested, but it's just like, I, I don't know if there's a better free party game now that this is free. Because, I mean, Mario Kart's it's amazing. kind of one Everybody of those, like, last it. man standing type of games where you just... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, like, it's not like... There's no, like, fighting. Like, you don't, like, you don't shoot people. You don't fight people. Um, it feels to me like... Cause it's like I, a game show. Yeah, I had, like, a, a team of engineers that started playing this game right when it came out. And yeah. it, it feels to me like a Mario Party mini game, just extended yeah. almost. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So a lot more accessible than like a lot of the other kind of free to play last person standing games that require a lot of different skills and stuff. Yes, yes, very much. And um, but despite that, it's 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 like so easy while also being so difficult and frustrating, which which I think is to its benefit. Um, it just makes it's so much fun, and now that it's crossplay, you can you can play with anybody who has it on any system. Um, I just, I love it. I'm a big fan. I played a little bit last night, and uh, big fan. 
Definitely check out Fall Guys. Boom. You heard it there. Yeah. All right. Before we jump into the NC-17-ish <laughs> review, if you want to reach out, reach out to us on Twitter, at Infinity Rewatch, or you can shoot us an email at theinfinitywatchpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget the subject line, fuck the billionaires. Mm, fuck the billionaires. But before we go, yes. I'm going to do a straight <laughs> review. It's just going to be exactly what's happening on my screen of season three, episode one of The Boys, which is the most disturbing thing I've ever watched. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, yeah. It really is. I, it, <laughs> just in the sense of like, it is, it is grotesque. But also, who the fuck <laughs> thought of this? So, uh, a, a mad genius. A mad genius. I wonder if I can watch this in slow motion. Is this possible? Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> slow motion. Okay, so let me, let me, get, let me get ready here. Let, yep, me, yep. let me mute it. I'm starting, I'm starting at... I'm going to start at uh, 10 minutes and 20 seconds. The Boys, Season 3, Episode 1, Payback, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's hear the play-by-play. There's, there's some people at a party. Yeah. These two girls walking away. Oh, wow, there's like a small dude. Whoa, he's naked. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I saw... There's like a... It's like Ant-Man, almost, only he can get small and, and big, and he looks a lot douchier. Yes, yes. It appears that he's about to have relations with another man. Mm-hmm. Everyone's at a party, they're drinking, but there's this other guy that is looking for him. He looks a little sketch. He's looking around for him. Oh, and they're snorting cocaine. Yep, yep, so yep. Both of them are snorting cocaine in some room. He sneezes. The other guy snorts up cocaine. So okay, let's see. Oh, okay, they are making out. Let me see. Hold on, I got to get subtitles on here to see what they're saying. Okay. <laughs> okay, they're, they're passionately making out. Okay. They appear to be... Oh... He just said, I want you inside me. And the guy just says, yes. And in, right before snorting some more. And he's naked. And we're seeing it. All. They, they are not cutting away at all. No. Not, yeah. Oh, boy. Res- which, oh, boy. Respect. He's naked. He's, and he shrunk down to like Ant-Man sized. He's, and then there's a guy looking for them in another room. Angry. He looks very angry. And he's hopping over lines of cocaine that look like snow. Because he's a tiny little O, and I'm staring straight at the front of a man's penis. Oh, my God. It's so detailed. It's so disgusting. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's standing at the table. He's laying it on a table, and he just hops right in. Oh, it looks like a sandworm from Dune. He just, oh, why is it? You could see spots on it. He's inside this man's urethra right now. Oh, and he's touching the sides. And the guy... The guy's very, oh my God, he's smiling inside. He's loving it. It looks, oh, Jesus. Oh my gosh. He just said, get to the prostate. This is, I, I, <laughs> I can't believe that this is a thing right now. Uh oh, uh oh. He's about, oh no. He's holding the sides of it like he's in a small cave. Oh, and he sneezes, which causes him to grow large and literally. <laughs> is covered in blood as this man's body is cut in half because he just enlarged himself while inside of his genitalia. And this man is just dead. Oh, yeah. And then somehow some All other right. dude is watching him on a camera. I, just, I don't even understand what's happening 
in this show. And, <laughs> and like, they don't cut away at all. No, no. Like, I can leave s- nothing to the imagination. It looks like a scene from like the Vietnam War. There's like a guy's like, body, <laughs> his guts is hang- like hanging out on a bed. This guy is literally like red. Oh, and I guess like this other guy, he's like fighting him now because he walked in and he said he's trying to get in my ass. Yep, yep. Who writes this? There's a small man trying to get inside someone's butt now. Yeah, so I don't think he's a writer, but Seth Rogen is an executive producer on this show. Dude. So that should give you an idea. This is like, they're still fighting in this room where a guy has his guts hanging half outside his body, and the little Ant-Man dude is just covered in blood. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm definitely going to have nightmares again tonight after watching this. Uh, was it Clay Scarface that asked about this one? Yes, it was. Shout Thank out you. to you, Clay Scarface. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's just laying in a he's just laying in a bag of cocaine right now. And oh, then uh, the, and then Judge Dredd caught him in a little Ziploc bag. Oh, jeez. Judge Dredd caught him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Oh my god. And how so? Uh, I think you should probably rate that scene on on our scale. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 got to be for creativity. It's a six. Yeah, for I would ability agree. to cause myself to have night terrors. It's a six. For gore, <laughs> it's a six. For me having to watch it again, it's a one. Okay. Oh my god! I'm just thinking of the most disturbing part of it. I think actually for me is the close up of him walking into it. Because it's so yeah, realistic yeah, yeah. looking. Yeah. And yeah. then that that's the second worst part. The worst part is when he's inside. Because all you see is this like dark red and he's just kind <laughs> yeah. of like petting the sides and he's holding it all up. And it's just so gross <laughs> thinking about that. Oh, and, and for some reason I just imagine what it would feel like, like from the little guy's perspective. Of like you're touching oh, this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like fleshy wet gross wall oh dude um, all right i don't i don't i don't mean to do this but i kind of do imagine what it would smell like oh (laughs) i didn't even think about that just pure urine dude (laughs) oh so disgusting also it can't be very like hygienic to have someone's feet walking in there i'm just thinking i don't know you still got all the bacteria on them on them toes and shit but um, I think that's the least of that guy's problems because he is very dead. Talk about a reversal of like he is like on cloud nine. He's experiencing something that basically no one in the world can experience. Yeah, yeah. And then he's chopped in half dead. Oh, I wonder man. what that feels like just to like right before you actually die. It's got to be a wild thing. I mean, I'm, he, he died doing what he loved. He so. sure did. He sure did. Oh my gosh! So I mean, I guess what what the learn the learned lesson here is is uh, drugs are bad. Is that the lesson? It's one of several. It's one of several. Okay. We're gonna stick with that one. All right. We're gonna stick with that one. Fair oh enough. My. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different tact and say some drugs are bad. Oh yes, yes, I would agree <laughs> with that as well. Um, but I gotta say, before seeing this, 
I couldn't imagine watching this, like, if you just were like, hey, watch this video without saying, like, how crazy it was. Yeah, yeah. I think I, think I might have... I should not have warned Just, you like, thrown up or something. Yeah, I should have just been like, hey, watch this totally normal scene. Just because I was like, I'm going into this, I was like, how can this be so crazy we can't talk about it? And yeah. then it was, and so... Yeah. I just can't believe how graphic they're able to do it. I mean, there's nothing like it. There's truly nothing like it. And it's not I like can't... a. It's not like some like shitty like independent smut film no. or something that like no one's ever heard of. It's a very popular show on like the biggest, <laughs> yeah. you know, merchant online. Yeah. So just wild, dude. Unbelievable stuff. I am. So excited to see airborne penetration. <laughs> Dude. I don't know how they can win up this. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to see how they try. Can't wait to hear about it. Oh, man. Great stuff. Also, props to them for showing the dong. There's not enough dong on TV. Oh, yeah. And you get really up and close in there. It really does look like yeah. a sandworm. Yeah, it does. It but I'll does. tell you what. Props to the CGI department. That shit looked realistic. Incredible. Imagine that being your job for like a full month. So what have you uh, been working on, babe? Well, I'm trying to get the speckles on the top of a, a cut man's <laughs> penis to look accurate. Oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. Then someone else has to explain that they're, they're basically trying to recreate the inside of a man's urethra. Amazing. Unbelievable stuff. Imagine Truly that actor, what that actor had to do. He's like hopping over like fake lines of cocaine. Uh, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. like, how do you even act those scenes out? Like he's like oh, happily man. like petting the signs of, oh my God. <laughs> I have to stop. I have to stop. So fucking gross. Oh my god. Happily gosh. petting the sides. It, like, he looks like a, he looks like a dog or like a, like a cat scratching a post or something almost. Oh my just, god! Oh, whoever thought up of that whole scene, just man, therapy is recommended. <laughs> I think you're a genius. I mean, they are. They are a genius, but they're mad genius for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. And I must also note, I recommend therapy to everybody. So true. But man, Clay Scarface, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh man! Shout out. No, it was, it, it was needed. We needed to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, man, I'm going to be thinking about that for a bit, too. It just kind of like lingers like a bad taste in your mouth for a bit. Yeah, it does. If the next scene is as crazy, we will... Uh, we'll, I'll, let's get your first reaction next time if the yes. next scene is, is as crazy. Yes, we'll get the first reaction. <laughs> and, oh, man. Okay, all right. <laughs> see how that goes. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. All right. Love it. Until next week, fuck the billionaires. Fuck them. Huge. Huge. <laughs>